Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the ME7 podcast. A very busy day of incomings and outgoings at Priestfield and a small matter of Walsall at home on the weekend to preview. A lot to get into tonight. Gillingham make two signings on transfer deadline day. One very much expected given the rumour mill and one completely out of the blue. Let's talk about the one that was more expected from uh, the murmurings on Twitter over the past uh, day or so and this morning. And that is the arrival of Josh Andrews to Priestfield, a man on loan just recently at Quinton Stanley, formerly now, of course, of Birmingham City, been there since a young child. Not made too much of an impact at St Andrews, but has now put pen to paper on a deal for Jules. Just 22 years old, a permanent signing. And uh, yeah, we'll get into him in a bit more detail in just a little while. As we will also, uh, this is going to be a bit of a more bit more of a difficult one, but we'll give it a go. Jorge Hurtado. Jorge Hurtado? Maybe. We don't know. Uh, the first ever Colombian to represent Gillingham uh, in our history. I, I'm pretty confident in saying that. If I'm wrong on that, I'll be flabbergasted. But I would imagine he is the first uh, Colombian to ever represent Jill. So that's a bit of history on loan from Watford. Uh, let's just uh, hope he's better than the last two. Not Tom Phillips, Dan Phillips. Not uh, two names that live very long in the memory, but it does seem to be that our transfer window activity is going to be done for the day. It would be quite nice to have something pop up in the next hour or so whilst we're live, but um, I'm not expecting that to be the case. Um, and yes, a couple of outgoings as well today. One, which was quite expected, we spoke about it on um, the live show on Wednesday night, and that was the loss, if you like, of Tom Nichols moving on to um, Mansfield Town. Uh, we don't know what the fee is, but if we're being honest, I think it's one of those moves that suits everyone. You know, it's uh, a player who's not been particularly great for us this year, getting a move to a team who are very much going to be pushing for promotion. So from his point of view, it's a, non- a no-brainer for us to get a fee. And uh replacement for Tom, I think, is, is quite good going. You know, look, Tom is... One of the big reasons that we uh, that we stayed up last year, maintained our football league status. You know, he was almost a poster boy for that resolution under Brad Gallinson and Shannon when they came in the first signing of that um, of that era, and you know he came into an impact goal against Hartlepool in his debut. I remember he played a massive uh, massive role along with the other signings of that month, Hawkins especially, to make sure we got over the line. So look, it hasn't worked out for Tom this season so far. He's been poor, we know that, but. He leaves with uh, with our best wishes and uh, gratitude. There's no doubt about that. And then, obviously, the discussion to come about um, the more surprising one that um, that disappeared today, and that is Macaulay Bond being reunited with Neil Harris at Cambridge. This is one that completely caught me off guard. I'm sure a lot of other people as well. Um, we thought we'd get um, one striker leaving today. Uh, Tom Nichols, obviously, being the, the quite obvious choice, the one that was most suggested and. As much as that did happen, no one expected uh, McCauley Bond to be joining him out of the uh, out of the door. But it's a transfer deadline day; these things happen, and sometimes the element of surprise is there. You know, no one expected us to make the signing of um, Jorge Hurtado. I'm gonna—it's gonna be a nightmare of that one, isn't it? But in he came out of nowhere, and well, there you go. These things happen in the January transfer window, as they do. And uh, of course, as I mentioned, we are going to be talking about. A small matter of also at home a little bit later on as well. And if any updates were to happen whilst we're live, we'll obviously let you know. And uh, it would be great if that was the case. But um, as I say, probably quite unlikely at this point, I would say. Um, Harry, welcome to the show. The first time we've had you on since I believe we're, we're in the same facility. Uh, where 
I can't quite remember the game we were at. It might, it might well have been Walsall, actually, ironically. I think it was. Um, yeah, it was Walsall away. We, uh, a game we lost, obviously, because we never win there. But, yeah, a lot was put on for today, wasn't it? A lot of expectation, a lot of... You know, a lot of people skeptical. A lot of people feeling that this is a massive day in the history of um, of the season in terms of what we want to achieve. The best chance of having it is two in, two out. What do you make of it overall? You know, two two forward signings. I know you, you from looking at your timeline and speaking to the group chats, you were keen on us to sign maybe another midfielder, but it is two forwards in, two forwards out. What do you make of the business today? Assuming it is, um, assuming it is all closed and done now. Yeah, I think. Overall, I am pleased with the business we've done. I think, yeah, we could have got maybe a box-to-box midfield. I think we do lack someone who can carry the ball. Oh, no. We can still do it. Yeah, and um, I think think letting Nichols go was the right decision. I was a bit shocked about Bond when I saw that, but... I don't really think he fits into how Clements wants to play. Yeah, Bon obviously hadn't been one of those who was getting a lot of starts under under Stephen Clements. Came on and scored the winner at Accrington a few weeks back, but was seen to be. Um, I, w- I wouldn't have said seems to be surplus to requirements. I would have said he's not. Doesn't seem to be the favourite. At this moment in time, played against Forest Green from the start, got hooked off, and obviously that game ended as a draw. But I don't think Matt. Um, we'll start on Macaulay Bond. We'll do it. We'll do it in order of how it happened, I suppose, throughout the day to how the tape, etc. Um, yeah, as much as Macaulay wasn't starting every week and maybe wasn't seen as the favourite from Stephen Clemson's point of view, I don't think any of us really saw the possibility of him leaving. Did we? Especially, uh, it's quite weird that he's actually on loan, really, considering he's out of contract at the end of the summer. Obviously. Cambridge from their point of view we're thinking we can get him for three and six months so why would we pay for him but from our point of view we might have thought well if we can, if he's going to be going now maybe try and get some money for him but it is a loan deal um, I think we're all pretty certain that he won't be returning at the end of the season and well we will but not for long and uh, yeah a slightly surprising one considering he's in my opinion he, he was our best striker um, obviously missed a lot of chances we know that but when you have strikers of the goal records that they have currently at our club it's Maybe a bit easier to be the best of the bunch, isn't it? But yeah, what do you make of, of, of McCauley's time uh, versus Jules player and, and the fact that he's now moved on? Um, <clears throat> I would say McCauley's time could be summed up as a bit of a car. Matt, are you there? Oh, hello, can you hear me? Harry, are you there? Yes. Did you hear the question oh, I posed? Yes. Yeah. You can take it. Yeah, I think it's been a bit hit and miss, really. And I, I think he started off quite slowly, and I know he wasn't really much fit when he joined us. And then he had a bit of a few weeks where he started scoring, and then Harris sort of went, and then he sort of slowed back down again, and then hasn't really hit the heights he probably can do since Clements has come in. So it's been a bit of a weird... I think it's been quite a weird season for him where he's not quite got going under any of the managers. Matt, can you just speak for us quickly? 
Harry, can you hear Matt? No. Just going to remove Matt and request him back in because it does do this sometimes. Sometimes on Twitter spaces, you have someone in and everyone can hear them except for the uh, host and the other speakers. It's quite irritating. But um, yeah, McCauley moves on. Obviously, the big surprise of the day. A lot of people weren't particularly happy about it. But I suppose when you look at it, Harry, in the point of view of the record from, from McCauley, it's been the best of a bad bunch, you'd say. It's nothing stand out at all about it, really. If it's. If he has that amount of goals for any other team in the league, you don't have the goal-scoring troubles with it, you probably don't think much of it. But I suppose the fact is, when he is one of, if not our top scorer, I believe he was in a team that don't score goals, obviously our questions raised regarding it and people are a bit perhaps confused as to why we've gone about doing that. But I suppose from his point of view, if he gets a call to go up a division and it's a call from his ex-manager who he seemingly got on board with more than he did Stephen Clements, you can't really imagine he was going to say no to it. No, and I think I'm not surprised he went to Cambridge, uh, but it wasn't one that I was expecting. I, I saw the rumours early on in the window where it looked like he was going to go to Auburn. I thought that makes a bit more sense because he used to play there and he, that's where he had his best goal scoring record. But I don't think I'd ever, I thought, I didn't think he'd go. Once those rumours died down, I think he, I thought he was going to stay. And then saw that this earlier and I thought probably the right move for him and I think it's probably the right move for everyone as well Yeah, obviously it's one of those where he came in at the time he was signed, there was obviously those different rumours, we failed to get Alfie May, there was talk of Lyle Taylor who now ironically is going to be with McCauley at Cambridge, both under Neil Harris even more ironically and it was seen at the time as maybe a signing that came about because it was a lack of options so we thought well we'll go and get uh, McCauley Bonk because the free agent is available and there was a lot of um, a lot of people including myself who were quite quietly excited by it and thought there could be a good potential for a good player, good signing to come in and let everyone do well. And I think in a lot of the games you've seen, I think he has generally done quite well, which has been that final bit. Putting the ball in the back of the net, which you could level at everyone in the squad. So that just goes to show what uh, what the season's been like so far. But um, yeah, McCauley departed earlier on this afternoon. And uh, to finish up on the departures section, we had the one that was probably a bit more expected than all of the other ones. Um Tom Nichols departed to Mansfield, as I said at the start of the program. This is probably one that suits everyone really well, both Jules and Tom. Uh, obviously, we've got a fee for him. We're not sure uh, what that fee is, but it is going to be one where if it's the same amount as before, which I believe was £50,000 to Crawley, if it's the same or more, then I think everyone's very happy with it. It's a bit less, even, even more so. It's well, not more so, but... It's fine, you know. Getting a fee for Tom at this point, I think, is is really good going from uh from everyone and for the amount of flack the recruitment team taking, etc. I think they do deserve a bit of praise for getting something out of uh Tom Nichols. Not that he's a player who's worthless or anything like that, but I think it was was a time where he hadn't had a particularly good season. He hadn't scored many goals. I think he was the one in the league, if I can remember correctly, and it, it just seemed to me that it, it wasn't ever going to click for him this season, right, for one reason or another, and. With that being said, it's probably a good time to, to get him moved on. Um, I was quite surprised. I don't know if you're the same, Harry. I was pretty surprised that 
you know, I don't know the mind of Brian Clough or what he looks for in a player, but I don't think Mansfield technically, well, not technically, but in recent years have really gone for the prolific goal-scoring type of centre-forward. You know, Lucas Aitkins gets his fair share, Keelor Dunn, but they don't really have a player who you know, consistently scores 10-plus every year or 20, 20 goals a year or anything like that. They do seem to be one of those clubs who go for strikers who are going to share their goals around rather than just relying on one. And I think in that sort of setup, when you have someone like Tom Nichols, who isn't prolific, but may, you know, may get one or two here and there and provide for other people, it does seem to be quite a good fit. Yeah, and I think I was a bit surprised when he went to... I didn't think he'd go to Mansfield. I thought it's sort of a weird transfer. Um, I didn't. I think I thought he was going to go to maybe a club at the high end of the National League where he's going to play week in, week out and possibly find some goal scoring for him. But he looks looks like he'll fit in quite well with Mansfield. I know they've got a lot of creative, creativity in their team. Which he seems to be, he seems to be a lot more creative than being an out and out goal scorer and providing chances. So, I do I think he'll be a good fit over there. Yeah, obviously, as I said, it working best for everyone. He's now going to a team who are not guaranteed to get promotion, but are in a very good place to get it. And I think from from his point of view, he's probably delighted with that. He's got movies. Well, I don't want to say he's going to be playing regularly because I don't think we can really guarantee that. He'll probably get his fair share of game time and he'll be in a team where he might well end the season with um with a promotion under his belt, which, you know, if he does that, then fair play to him. Um, again, it's a bit of a shock that he went to Mansfield. I was thinking if he was going to leave, it might be something like a Sutton or Colchester, maybe, or maybe even a return to Crawley or something like that. I didn't see a world in which Tom Nichols would be moving on to a team right at the top of the table, but he has, and well, there you go. Fair play to him, and we hope Tom does well. Apart from um, obviously the end of the campaign or second to last game when Jules travelled to uh, to Mansfield, may well be a dead rubber, may not be, but we'll see at that point. Um, but yeah, Matt, Matt, I think you're with us now, are you? I can now. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. Um, oh yeah. I'm not sure what the uh, not sure what the problem was there, but there we go. Do you know what? I just restarted, set my phone, and it started working. So it was probably my phone. But look, I, I, I heard your question. You were asking about Macaulay Bond. Um, well, Matt, Matt, you're going to have to take the floor now. We need we need your opinions on Bond and Nichols, one after the other. We've gone through it, but we're, we're going to bring it back just for you to give your opinion. So well, you shoot off. You, you asked me to summarise Macaulay Bond, sort of, you know, his time here at Gillingham and. I was going to say, do you know what? I think it, you know, and this is not trying to be funny here, but it can be summed up very simply as a bit of a car crash, really. Um, you know, um, it, he came here. You know, we all had high hopes. We all thought he was going to potentially be the guy to to lift us and you know and put the ball in the net. And we knew it was going to take a bit of time to get up and running and get a bit of match fitness. But he was clearly a Harris signing. Um, he was obviously somebody that Neil Harris really liked. Um, clearly somebody that Neil Harris wanted at this football club for the style of football that Neil Harris wanted to play. And unfortunately, when Stephen Clements came in, for whatever reason, Stephen Clements doesn't see Bond fitting his style. So look, it gets him off the wage book, you know, and obviously hopefully that goes towards somebody else potentially coming in. It was a bit of a shock. I'm kind of sort of okay with it because it hasn't really happened for him and it 
yeah, he might be the best striker at the club, but he hasn't put the ball in the back of the net. You know, so even if he's the best striker, we need people to score goals and he wasn't doing it. And Neil Harris wants him. So, yeah, let him go. I kind of, I, I get it. It frees up a bit of wages for him to go elsewhere. Tom Nichols, we all knew about. And look, you know, Tom Nichols, from from when we signed him on, what was it, the technically the 29th or whatever it was of December, you know, we, we had got him before the, you know, uh, the, the, the transfer had opened and, and, and I will always be thankful for him for what he did for us last season because we were beyond awful last season and he came in, he was Brad and Shannon's first signing. It was kind of, you know, it was their gift almost to us to kind of say, you know, we're going to try and help us get out of this situation. And and he did that, him and Ollie and, uh, you know, all the guys that they, they got in that January, they, they got us out of a terrible situation. So I'll always be thankful for them. But again, this year, for whatever reason, he just hasn't found the form that he found last year. Now, a lot of people say he's kind of a second, se- you know, second half of the season player. And that he's going to a team that are, you know, going to be there or thereabouts come the end of the season. So it's still a team that have got good promotion aspects. So it's a good move for him. We all expected it. You know, we were all kind of hoping that we were going to get a marquee main signing. You know, um, that there is still an hour and what was it, forty-eight minutes to go? Uh, uh, sorry, thirty-eight minutes to go. Sorry, can't count. But. Um, yeah, the Nichols I'm okay with. Bon, I was a bit shocked at the time, but to be honest, the more I think about it, the more I'm actually, do you know what? I'm actually okay. Yeah, Nichols, I think, is one we have to remember, as much as he hasn't been great this season, he is one of the uh, big reasons as to why we're no longer, well, we're not playing, for example, we're not going to auctioning on the weekend, we're playing Warsaw at home. But, um, yeah, with that being said, we wish him the best. Um, and I've seen a lot of people on the timeline um, in recent minutes tweeting during him saying, you know, can I go to bed? Can Is the light stood on, etc." And I will say that, not to try and read anything into this or whatever, but people do generally um, <laughs> do, do generally tweet Jill's that on deadline days and they usually say, yeah, you can go to bed. Yeah, we're finished. They haven't done that yet. They haven't replied to one. So maybe they are... Maybe they are a bit busy. Um, Amber and Blue, the Manitoba podcast, is uh, joining us right now. I can't imagine what you want to talk about, my friend. No, no, I'm, I'm quite quite impressed, really. Um, I think it's a positive signing for us. Um, I am I am surprised you've let him go. And obviously, he did have that really good season for you um, last season and did help keep you up. But, you know, and it, it's a positive move for us. However. The question I've got is, there are lots and lots from our end of rumours about George Lapsley coming back. Now, I know we've spoke like about George and about how he's been and stuff, but like, do you think there's any legs to this or do you think it's just normal deadline day crap? Um, from what I heard personally in the piece, because we've got an audience, don't take anything I say as gospel, just what I hear things 
But I heard yesterday it was possibility, but I heard today it's not a possibility anymore. It was something that was talked about, but I think at this point it's not going to happen anymore. I think that's due to uh, someone, I think Dominic Jeffries, one of our better players, has got injured uh, for probably for about three months, uh, for three months, three weeks, up until a month. And uh, yeah, I think with that being in mind, we wouldn't, George probably would have to stay because we haven't got the depth otherwise. And yeah, it would have been a strange one if we had gone back to Mansfield, obviously a year on from before, but I, I wouldn't have thought that's going to be a possibility. But I think we'll say with, with regard to Tom, obviously he was, uh, as we said there, just the main part of keeping us up last year. It was really impressive for the first uh, six months of his of his time at Jules was sort of the spearhead of the Brad and Shannon campaign when they first got in, first signing. Did really well to integrate himself into the team and get us into a good position to maintain our survival. But I think with with Tom, it's just not particularly clicked this this year. I think he's, I don't think he's, he's it's a case of he's played poorly or he doesn't care. I think he's always somebody who tries really hard, but it just hasn't come off for him. I think part of that is because Hawkins has been injured all season and. They are such a great partnership. They complemented each other really well last year. And with Hawkins only just coming back a few weeks ago, it obviously made life a bit more difficult for Tom. He wasn't playing regularly anyway because of Macaulay Bond, who is also now gone as well. But I think I said earlier, yeah, I don't think you were listening at this point, you might have been, but I said he might well be one of those Nigel Clough players because from what I understand or what I think I understand about Mansfield, you don't tend to have many out-and-out strikers who are going to score 20, 10, 10, 15, 20 goals a season. You sort of have to have a lot of good players in good areas. You can share goals about likes of uh, Keita Dunn, Aikens, etc. And I think with that in mind, the not having the reliance on someone to come in and score 20-plus goals and just be a part of a team who score consistently and spread it about anyway, I think that might be where a Tom Nichols-type player can do really well, where he can pick up the odd goal here and there and also be someone who provides for the team as well. So I think in that sense, it might well be a very a very Nigel Clough kind of signing. Yeah, see, it sounds like it. And the fact that he can play in different positions up top, I think that Nigel definitely looks at that. But no, I was surprised that it came off. It was one that I wasn't really expecting. I know we went for him when he was available before you guys picked him up. We looked at him, obviously, chose you guys at the time, but... No, it's it's a good signing for us, and yeah, I'm quite I'm quite happy with it, and you know, um, hopefully he does well for us. But yeah, I just wanted to come on and like get your views on him and just uh, the whole Lapsley rumor and stuff like that. But um, yeah, uh, I, um, find it a bit strange you've let your top goal scorer go though. Is there any thought process behind that? Do you think you can bring him better or? Well, I, I mean. <laughs> Too fair. You, it says what when you're uh, you need five goals, five goals by February to be a top scorer in a football league team. But that's just uh, a bigger issue in itself. Um, I think we, we it's basically what we said earlier. Really, Macaulay Bond was a Neil Harris signing. Stephen Clements didn't seem to be his biggest fan. I thought he was our best striker, although he missed a lot of chances. He was in the right areas to do to be in with the chance of putting them away. He should have put more of them away, but. He was signed by Neil Harris. Neil was the one who um, really wanted him in the summer, got him. And obviously, with when the manager doesn't like a certain player, or not as in doesn't like him personally, but doesn't think he fits his team or whatever, it's going to be, be one of those where they're open to a move. I think he's one of our biggest earners as well. And I, I would say, in fairness, if it wasn't Neil Harris in Cambridge, I wouldn't have thought another League One club would have come in for him. But that's... That's the beauty of the window, isn't it? We've brought in uh, Josh Andrews, who I think is going to do well for us. I think he's very similar to Hawkins, but he's probably going to be a long-term 
replacement for him on a permanent deal, 22 years old. I think Hawkins has struggled really badly with injuries this year. May well be one of those who in the in the summer window is on his way, as much as we all like him. Uh, Josh Walker got a debut goal last week. We're excited to see more from him. And yeah, we've signed a, a Colombian on loan from uh, Watford, who I don't really know much about. But the fact that Jules has signed a Colombian is quite interesting to me. So I'll take that. But yeah, we'll have to see. It is a bit of um, a bit of the unknown, I suppose. With with Andrews, it's a bit different because we know he scored, I think, five goals for Quinton this season. So at least that's. Ironically, we'd put him level with Bond if he was here from the start of the season, yeah. which again tells you a lot. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. I think it's it was one that shocked a lot of people, but I think a lot of people's opinions on it would have would depend on what we did afterwards. And since then, we've signed two strikers, so I suppose it's just a case now of seeing seeing what those two do and if it proves to be a proves to be an upgrade or not. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, thanks for having me all, and um, I wish you all. An enjoyable rest of the season and uh, let's see where we all end up at the end of the season. But yeah, take care guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm sure we'll uh, I'm sure we'll get you on a promote penultimate week of the season when we come to your place. I think it's second to last game if I remember correctly. So I'm yeah. sure we'll uh, sure we'll catch up. Then. Yeah, definitely, mate. Good to speak to you. Take care, all have a good evening. So yeah, thank you very much. Uh Matt, you had your hand up there, apologies. No, it's fine. I was just going to say, I really do think uh, Tom Nichols will will actually go and do well in that um, uh, in that Mansfield team. Um, they they do struggle to to create chances as well going forward and actually put the ball in the back of the net. Um, but with his with his speed and with his with his um, ability, yeah, I think he'll do well in that team. Right, let's move on to the incomings uh, for the window. We're going to move on to uh, today's ones anyway. We've talked about the uh, the arrival of Hutton and Walker already. And uh, yeah, a bit of a surprise uh, today earlier on after the uh, shock exit of Macaulay Bond, there was a new signing. And um, it was fair to say that um, it was a man that hadn't been linked at all. Um, sometimes you hear things, you know, Josh Andrews being a prime example, I think that sort of came out yesterday evening that there was a, a slight murmurings about it or a chance that it might happen. And yeah, around, um, I'm not sure what time it was now, probably about three o'clock, I think it was, there was a, a little uh, Colombian news TV uh, thing that came up with the, obviously the Colombian flag. Very well done by uh, from Nick and Brad. I think it's both of theirs, their ideas of having spoken to Nick. Uh, very well done indeed. And it was the arrival of a Jorge Hurtado again. I'm not. I'm not going to get it right. Um, I think Stuart Lewis actually tweeted earlier with a pronunciation of Jorge. So that's the first name. Jorge Hurtado. Maybe we'll go with that. That's, that. That does sound a bit right, actually. But uh, yes, he arrived on loan from Watford. Twenty years old. Had spells in uh, the MLS on loan from the Hornets. Had one appearance for them this season. I believe it was in the uh, FA Cup game against Chesterfield, which they won, and he got an assist in that game, which is. Uh, a positive to take. Um, different reviews, I suppose, from Watford fans. Some saying he's not quite ready to be in the Championship team, which obviously is no indication that he's not good enough to be in a League 2 team. They tend to say he's quite raw, but he's exciting. There's obvious potential. He just needs to be nurtured a bit more. Um, I'm not sure anyone within uh, the dressing room speaks fluent Spanish, which might be a bit of an issue. But um, I'm sure we'll come to that um well, we'll see them as well. Hopefully, have a plan for that just in case. But um, yeah, in terms of in terms of signing Harry, I don't think it's one anyone would have done too much research on beforehand because they would never have seen it coming. But um, yeah, what's your thoughts on the arrival of uh, Jorge Hurtado? Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one because 
never really seen anything about him. And as you said, there was absolutely no rumours of him coming in. But I've seen a couple of Watford fans say that he looks absolute chaos, which could go one of two ways with us. He's either going to bag 15 goals in a half season or he's going to get sent off on his debut like Monoga. But I think he looks like a he looks like he's got a bit of pace about him, which is something that we have lacked a lot of the season. And hopefully he knows where the goal is. That's something that we've also lacked for about three years now. So look, it does look a positive signing on paper, but he's one that you'll have to, I think we'll have to see him play first before any of us can really make a proper judgment on him. I'm sure he'll be in line to make his uh, debut either from the start or from the bench uh, this coming Saturday as we look ahead to the what the I was about to say the Watford game that'd be interesting the Warsaw game in a little while. Um, but yeah, Matt Watford are a club who have quite uh, excessive links with uh, South American players. You know, the, the main one in recent years obviously with Richardson who's gone on to do well at Everton and fairly okay at Tottenham, more better in recent uh, recent months. But um, yeah, they bring in a lot of. Um, South American players, a lot of Colombians, I believe they've had as well. I think a lot of that would have been down to their links with um, Udinese a fair while ago, and some of them have proved to be quite good, some of them not so much. But it is one of those clubs where, if you're looking for a South, young South American player, there's not much better places to look than uh, Watford, and this is just another one on their recent uh, tirade of pickups from that part of the world. And um, he's come to join us until the end of the season, so. Firstly, the fact that he's on their books in the Championship shows that they must think something of him and they're not willing to sell him uh, permanently. They've loaned him out to us. He seems to be a, a, a willing one, someone who has flair, someone who likes to create, but also at the same time is a bit raw. And you'd expect that with the age that he's at. Um, but yeah, I think this is going to be, um, whichever way it turns out, I think in a few years, if you were at a pub quiz and someone asks who's the only Colombian to play for Gillingham and who's the only uh, Gillingham player to have played in the MLS, I think... Um, We'd all do well to remember the name. You might get a few points for that. Yeah, if you, if I can know how to pronounce it properly, I'm I'm waiting till I hear it uh, as said on or in the media, just so till I so I can uh, get it right. I, I don't want to butcher it at all because that's what I normally do. But no, yeah, there's been a lot of hype about him. I've seen a few obviously tweets from uh, a few Watford. Um, uh, sort of Watford fan accounts saying, you know, yeah, as you said, he, he's he's rural, but. You know, he's an exciting young forward. Um, and as you said, the fact that, you know, Watford have loaned us out to him. He's he's played in the, obviously, I think he was signed uh, from a club in Colombia, but then they loaned him pretty much straight out to an MLS squad. And then, obviously, they've had him over here. His first game that he played in England, you know, was against, I think, was it Cheltenham? And he set up a goal, came on as a sub and set up a goal, assisted, you know, really, which is something. But... Yeah, no, he, he. I can't judge him until I've seen him. You know, obviously, it's like everything. I, I was saying with um, uh, uh, Walker that we saw him the other day. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a hundred percent behind him when he puts on the blue and white of jewels. Of course, I am. I'm going to, I'm going to give him my my hundred percent. But I can't judge him. I, I'm, I'm going to say it now. I'm still going. We haven't had this. Marky signing yet? Look, there is still time. You're keeping my fingers quite uh, tightly crossed, but n- neither of the two signings have excited me massively. Uh, I know we've kind of gone with the, the youth option, which is really nice to see, but 
look, they're both going to give, get my back in 100%. Um, and I hope, you know, they, they come here and they, they absolutely smash it and they hit the ground running and they, they do a good job for for us, uh, us Jules fans and, and getting the Rainer men pumping again because there's nothing like a rock and Rainer men at, at the end of the day. And maybe a bit of Colombian flair in, in front of the Rainer men is going to get us going. Who knows? Yeah, also one good thing is if we are announcing one more signing before the end of the space, not that I know we are, I'm just saying hyperbole. Good news for everyone is as I'm doing this, you won't be able to, won't be able to put out my uh, Josh Parker transfer deadline day special, which is a bit of a shame. But for the record, I did have another plan for that. I was going to actually do Ben Reeves tonight and shake it up a bit, but he's actually somehow got himself moved to Reesley, so I can't actually do that anymore. But I digress. If I'm all here, I can't do it anyway. Um, Elliot, we'll bring you in um, and... Uh, Josh will bring you in as well, uh, one after the other, if I can have your opinions on uh, the newest signing, um, Jorge, as we now call him. I'm sure we'll find a nickname at some point. Um, yeah, as we've said with Matt and, and Harry, comes with a lot of unpredictability, sort of the element of the unknown, if you like, because, you know, I'm be funny if any Jules fan says they've heard of him before today, you're a liar, with respect. Um, yeah, but it, it was quite interesting that we've got him alone because we haven't used a lot of the loan window uh, Conor Mahoney was the only loan player we'd signed up until Josh Walker last week and now uh, Jorge makes it free I believe in total so it is good to see us actually using that route I know Stephen Clements has said that he wants ideally to have permanent signings and we'll come on to that with the next player we talk about in just a little bit but it does show a bit of a winningness as someone who is a young manager to try and bring in a young player who doesn't speak a word of English allegedly to try and nurture him into the English game which would be positive for Watford long term and you know, it could be a, a case of he wasn't quite ready to play for play for Watford, but in a team two divisions below, he may well find his feet in the English game and will only reap the benefits of that. Yeah, it's certainly uh, interesting, this kind of new direction from uh, Clements. Um, definitely a younger approach and much more pace in the team. Uh, definitely, like you say, unknown. It's kind of like uh, similarities to what I... Um, describe as Dennis Ollie um, from the Watford fans, um, sort of like a bit of chaos. You don't know what to to predict uh, from him, which would also mean that the defence that he's up against wouldn't know where he's going to go, what trick he's going to do. Um, like you say, no, absolutely no research can be done on this player from, from us fans. So we just have to wait and see. And um, certainly, yeah, it's a different direction. I, I feel, I don't know if you've covered it with, with Macaulay Bon. I was a little bit disappointed that he went, but I guess with wages maybe is a factor. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how he does. And uh, I think it's with the loan signings, it's it's very important. Um, for, well, I thought that, that we would use the loan market in January because I, I think you tend to find that in, in January, um, if you want those proven players, you tend to, to pay over the odds for them. Um, whereas if you wait till summer, you kind of get a bit more value for money. So I think this approach uh, may be good for us. Um, yeah, it's, it's certainly going to be exciting. Um I think it's certainly an unpredictability with Walker as well and with the new lad, Andrews. Um, and I don't think we can do much worse, can we, than the uh, the goal tally of uh, Nadison, Nichols, Bon and, and Hawkins. So it'll be interesting to see. And uh, as I say, this new addition of pace is certainly um, certainly good for us. Um, but we'll, we'll see how we go. Josh, the interesting thing for me is obviously a lot of people 
both this window and the summer window were crying out for a proven goal scorer, somebody who's going to score you 20 goals. So we all know we tried that with Alfie May, it didn't work. This window is obviously a bit more of a different approach. We've got in players who have been playing at a higher level, but maybe haven't been able to fulfil their potential at that level in, in Josh Walker, firstly playing in League One after making a move from the National League. Is he going to be better suited to uh, League Two? We hope so. He's already got off the mark, which is great for his confidence. And uh, obviously this Colombian, Colombian young lad from Watford, obviously very young, hadn't been able to break into the Watford team in the Championship. And a move down two divisions may well be the perfect opportunity for him to get his feet off the ground and, and start to learn the English game a bit more. So although we aren't signing a, you know, a Johnson Clark Harris, for example, or someone like that who is going to come in and you'd utterly expect goals after goals after goals from him just because of the name and reputation, it may well prove to be. Obviously, we don't know. It's just you know questioning in beforehand, and we'll see at the end of the season in retrospect. We could well have pulled off a signing today or two with Andrews as well that may not come with the most hype or the most expectation, but could prove to be really useful assets. And I think the good point, the good point to make is with those two players coming in, and also um, Walker as well for that matter. When you look at the strikers before who they've replaced and the goal scoring exploits that they've had this season or lack thereof, you come in with really sort of a clear mind. Don't you? you don't come in thinking, oh, I'm going to be fighting for a place with someone who scored, you know, 10 plus goals this season. You'll come in there thinking, well, this is a team who has struggled to score goals this season. If I can kick on and start well, then I'm going to be playing in this team every week. And that's only going to be good for one, individual player's confidence and two, that they all get on the same page. They all want to do as well as they can. And it starts healthy competition for places as well. Yeah, I, I fundamentally agree. Um, I think that we've spent quite wisely in this window. We've refreshed our forward line. We've uh, lost two forwards and we've brought in three. Uh, now, one of them is a real unknown. I mean, there are some highlights of his, his career as a really young lad in, in Colombia. Uh, but that's second division in Colombia, so we don't know what the quality of that is. Uh, not disparaging South American football at all because I do think that it's pretty comparable to Europe um, but I think people need to, need to have a, a degree of realism um, and have an understanding of, of the modern football market the fee that Peterborough wanted for Johnson Clark Harris in the summer was reportedly around £800,000 we are not going to pay that and be a sustainable football club we are not you know, uh, and it's the same with other marquee players. People talk about twenty goal a season, this twenty goal a season, that. There are very few clubs in the football league that are signing players like that in contract and not playing over the odds and endangering themselves. Look at Fleetwood. Fleetwood did it last year to save themselves, and now this year they're banging trouble again, and they've had to sell assets. So I think th- the way we've gone about this is refreshing our forward line, bringing in height and pace which is something that we, we've desperately needed, and directness. We brought in a new uh, right wing back to provide crosses, which we needed. Uh, I think that we've realistically addressed all the issues that we were lacking. Uh, for me, our biggest issue is that we've missed Ollie Hawkins massively when he's been injured. So to have another six foot five plus striker in the building is massive, uh, and, it, and it changes the dimension of our play, particularly if we have both of them on. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm quite happy with the business that we've done, frankly. Um, we've freed up money on the wage bill, purportedly two of our higher owners off. 
Uh, and, you know, uh, I would rather have a sustainable football club than challenges than one that, you know, goes and wins the league and then dies the next year like Barry. Yeah, I believe even in this window, Peterborough would have been, is that a contest in the summer, Johnson Clark Harris? But I think the the alleged fee that they agreed to Charlton was around between three hundred and four hundred thousand pounds and then obviously the deal fell through because of the uh, wage demands of Clark Harris, which were allegedly again around the seven thousand pounds a week mark, which I can't see us one paying that fee <clears throat> for someone with six months left of the contract, albeit a very good player, and uh, that amount, that amount in wages as well, especially if it has the potential of upsetting the apple cart of those around the dressing room who are on significantly less than that would be, etc. It doesn't help from around and things like that. But that's not going to be a signing we're going to make, so there's nothing worth talking about um, long term. Um, yeah, let's move on, Harry, to uh, the second signing of the uh, of the window, well, of the transfer window deadline day, we should say. And probably the one that's going to wrap things up uh, for us in the window this January, at this Things changes, as I've said. Jules usually do reply to one or two tweets when we are done, and they usually tend to say, "Yep, yeah, that's it. We're all done now. That's it for the for the window. You can all go to sleep." Whatever. They haven't replied to any of them yet, although they have pinned um, the signing video of uh, of the man we're about to talk about, which does sort of suggest that it might well be a uh, well, it'll be done and dusted. But um, yeah, there's always hope for a little surprise towards the end of the window. I believe it closes at eleven, so. Uh, We'll find out in just uh, just over an hour. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the second signing. It is Josh Andrews. Six goals in all competitions for Accrington Stanley today. Uh, today, that'd be quite impressive. Um, this season, following a loan from Birmingham City, a team he's been at for a very long time. Never quite made the grade as he would have liked. Went to Accrington on loan. Was a very very much a handful at Priestfield this season in a game that we narrowly won. I thought he looked particularly, um, particularly dangerous and someone who... If it wasn't for an injury towards the back end of 2023, he may well have proved to be a, someone who got quite a few more goals for them. But um, he did suffer a back injury, I believe. Still trying to find out the actual extent of it because there's talk that he went back to Birmingham at the start of December to get rehab on the back injury. And he might well be out for a further two weeks after signing. I know you can pass medicals with an injury if it's well known beforehand. But we'll have to see on Saturday if he's named in the squad or whether it is a case of he's here, but we might have to wait a couple more weeks to actually see him. Um, yeah, we'll find that out soon, I'm sure. But yeah, somebody did well in this division already. Five goals uh, in the league, one in the uh, cup competitions. And he comes here with sort of the ambition for me to be, given he's a permanent sign in Harry, to be maybe the answer to Ollie Hawkins long term with the issues that uh, Ollie Hawkins has had with injuries. He's a very similar calibre of player, much younger lot of potential and he, he also has that element of if he comes into a place Hawkins long long term and does very well given his age he'd also offer a pretty nice uh, set on bonus you'd think in a few years not that we're thinking about that at the minute but I, I think there's a lot to like about this signing actually I think yeah we've had the two pacey strikers come in that everyone wanted in terms of an attribute with Josh Walker and um, the Colombian person and now we've got someone who's a bit more of a Hawkins-type character, probably quite similar. Not, um, I think he's a bit taller than Georgia Kelly would have been, who was a rumoured name from Rotherham fans, who's now joined uh, Carlisle this evening, I believe. But, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot to like about it. What do you, uh, what do you make of the signing of uh, Josh Andrews? Yeah, I'm quite happy with it, actually. I think it gives us a nice balance up front now that we've got two strikers that are more 
pace focused and then we've got these two big strikers that we can put balls up to but we can also get crosses in and we've got quality on the wings now we're Hutton and Malone and we've still got Max Clark so I think it'll be a really positive signing and one that as you say will most likely replace Hawkins over the next year or so and I I think one that will probably rotate quite a lot with Hawkins this season as well considering that Hawkins still looks to be shaking off that heel injury that he's had for most of the season Yeah, Matt has been frustrating with Ollie, hasn't it, this season? Because obviously, much like with Tom, who's obviously now gone to Mansfield, their partnership last year was was very good, very beneficial to us, and they're very helpful in keeping us in the uh, in the division. But he has struggled this season. We've not seen too much of him. Picked up the injury in Como to his heel. Only just came back to fitness uh, for the Bradford game just around a month ago. Now um, he has trained today. Stephen Clements says. So I imagine he is. Uh, Brought off last week at MK Dons as more of a precaution than anything too serious, so he might well be okay, which is obviously good news. But we are bringing in a player in Josh Andrews who does have quite similar capabilities to Hawkins. He's probably more of a goal scorer than Hawkins, judging by his uh, record so far. And Hawkins himself has said he's not really a goal scoring centre forward, he's more of a provider. But in terms of a long term replacement or someone that can even. Um, give uh, Hawkins a good bit of competition as well. I, I don't think there's there's any negativity to be had with this signing person. I know he's not, you know, as we say, again, the 20-goal season striker that everyone would have wanted. But I think if you look at the transfer window and signing certain players around, away from that, you know, Hollywood idea of signing someone of that calibre and just look at players in terms of what they can offer now and their potential going forward, it's a permanent signing at a good age of 22. Probably paid for with the money we sold Nichols for. I think it's a potentially low-risk, high-rewards uh, addition. Yeah, it, it, when it was obviously rumoured the other day, I uh, was it yesterday, I think it was rumoured, or, or uh, you know, obviously I did have a Google of him and sort of remembered who he was, and I thought, oh, yeah, OK, you know, he, he doesn't look like a bad, bad little player, and he is almost the mirror image of... Of Ollie Hawkins, just obviously he's twenty-two. Uh, Ollie Hawkins is a bit older, and yeah, obviously it kind of gives you an idea, I think, of what Clements is looking at. If he's, you know, keeping Hawkins around, I think Hawkins will still be the main striker that will play. I think they'll keep Josh as more sort of a backup for the for the time being. Maybe close towards the end of the season, just start giving him a lot more game time. But. Yeah, as I said, no, I, I, I am personally gutted. We haven't had this marquee signing yet, but that's just because you know, I'm a glorified football fan that want, you know believes we're going to beat Man United 7-0, and now I just want something big like that to happen. But I, I do think Josh is going to be a really good signing for us going forward. Look, th- this season, um, you know, whether Clements is thinking, you know, look, if we get into the playoffs, brilliant but we're probably not going to go up this season and he's probably thinking for, for going ahead for next season what he wants and he's starting to put together a team here and but I, am, I am a little bit excited to see what they, both these players are going to bring to us but look there's an hour and nine minutes left of the window there's still time there is still time but I think thankfully we're all sort of looking at it from a perspective of if it happens now as a bonus but I don't think any of us are expecting anything which is uh, 
at least we can't be let down in that sense. Um, but yeah, remember when we uh, made those four deadline day signings on the Steve level and look how they turned out. Sometimes less is more in that respect. Um, yeah, Elliot, what do you think of the of the signing of Josh? Um, like I said, personally, I think it's a low risk, potentially high reward one, and I'm, I'm quite excited about it. I think it's it's one that's comes with, as I said, the low risk, but I think. Although it's not a signing, like we said just a minute ago, that's going to get people you know, staring at the screens, getting people overly excited. I think it's someone who has good potential and is at a good age as well. So it will be remains to be seen how we get on with him long term. But I think as an initial signing on a permanent deal, I don't think there's as much to complain about. No, um, and I think the fact that he's, you know, like you say, 22 uh, in the Hawkins mould, um, I've read that he's a lot more mobile than potentially Hawkins is, which isn't exactly hard. But Hawkins has had um, a decent impact in the in the in the in the last few games for us, and I was worried when he went off at Milton Keynes. I do think Steve Clements, as well as Harris, needs that that focal point up top, and we need to have pace around the, these kind of these these big guys. So, obviously, with the likes of Hutton, to a lesser extent Malone, because I think Malone is slightly disappointing with his with his crosses, uh, but um, you know Malone uh, coming forward as well can support from from the wide areas, and uh, I think it's key that we've got that height in there. I don't remember too much, to be honest, of his performance at Priestfield earlier on in the season, the second game of the season. Um, I was just reading comments from it earlier. It's quite funny that, that he, he went down quite easily for a big man. But, you know, you always get that that from, from an opposition player. So, um, and um, yeah, he, he was a handful in that game by, by reading those comments as well. So, um, interestingly, that he's injured, um, apparently still. Uh, but I think... That's okay. We've we've got Hawkins there in the t- time being, and um, Nadison. I don't know where that leaves Nadison. I was sort of hoping that he'd be he'd be one of the guys going, if I'm honest. But um, he's still there. So there's there's five strikers. Am I right with with Walker as well? Um, so so a lot of different options. Um, again, in, more importantly, pace with that marquee signing that that Matt was sort of clamouring for, and obviously as all fans, we we want that. Um, I sort of. Not sure what's out there with a marquee signing. I know we're talking about Johnson, Clark, Harris, but like you said earlier, those those wage demands are are ridiculous. If if the the Charlton uh, rumours were correct, I don't know if he's actually just just waiting around for the summer with, with those kind of um, you know what what does he expect? Um, so I'm glad to be honest. I'm glad we didn't go down that route per se. But there are other players, of course. Um, interesting, you know, with Andrews and uh, I forgot the guys now, the Colombian guy. Um, we'll see how they go, and um, hopefully in the summer. They're, 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 they're the sort of players that Clements uh, wants to fit the style. And like you say, the, the two guys that have come in so far, Hutton, and I know it's only 25 minutes from Walker, they've uh, they've really impressed, to be honest. So if we can carry on in that format, then um, there's a lot to, to look forward, or the potential for a lot to look forward to. Um, again, like Matt said, I think... Not necessarily sure whether we'll still make the playoff. If we do, like we've got a long way to go, of course. Uh, so there's a, lots of opportunities, hard games coming up. But um, looking forward to next season as well um, with the amount of um, young players now that, that we've, well, especially with this 22-year-old uh, Josh Andrews. 
Yeah, on that note, I'm going to give you all um, going to give you all a question that might be tough, may not be. I'm not sure. Uh, I think people might have different opinions about it potentially. But um, yeah, we'll start with you, Josh, and then we'll go around to Harry, Matt, and Elliot. I won't introduce the question. I'll let you all bounce off each other. But with the forward situation as it is now, all the players we have in those positions, if I can remember, um, Colombian person can't say his name. Um, Andrews, Walker, Madison, not Nichols anymore. Sorry. And Hawkins, that's the five. Do you think we are in a better position going forward with the strike options we have today at 10pm on transfer deadline day than we did on transfer deadline day at 8am? Well, actually, no, because we had Walker at that point. Before Walker signed, put it that way. Uh, before the signing, I think we're more balanced, definitely, than we, we were before. Um I really like McCauley Bond. So, it, it, you know, it's difficult when you see a player that you, you really like and, and who I don't think we got to see the best of. Um, but, it, you know, from from looking at his introduction uh, today uh, and some of his, his posts on Instagram, it, it appears he may have had a falling out with, with Clements anyway. So if he didn't want to stay, it's always better to have happier players players that want to be here and, and, and want to perform for us. Uh, and I think that that will have an impact. So, yeah, I think that we, we have improved our forward line. Yeah, I, th- I think we've improved as well. I think we've definitely got a lot more pace up top now. rather. But I think we have lost, I think where we've lost the experience, we've gained in pace. But I think it needs a couple, maybe a couple of weeks to see really if we've improved or not. I, I'm finding it hard to, to again, to answer that question right now because look, I really liked McCauley Bond. Um, I thought we would have kept him around, but he's gone. I, I again look. I, I, it's a bit of a hard one to answer. I think again, compared to uh, you know the start of the window, is it better? We'll have to wait and see. I can tell you. I tell you what. If we put three past uh, Walsall on Saturday, then it's a definite yes. <laughs> I think that's the best way of answering it. Objectively speaking, um, I don't think we can do a lot worse than where we were, considering the goals scored. Um, but I, I do mirror those those points about Bond. That's a little bit like because I just felt that he had more to give, and but I do I did see signs of um, his fallout with Clements a little bit. You know, I did see a little little like uh, a lot of talking when he got subbed at one point, and I don't know. I think. It's like I don't want to sit on the fence and say wait and see, but he'll have to. Um, but I would go with yes, we have improved. Well, yeah, I suppose those are the two points you make when you argue in this sort of case. You look at it from one point and say, well, it's, it's hard to say because we haven't seen Andrews and Hattardo, um play for Gillingham yet, so you can't make an objective certain opinion. But at the same time, you'd, you'd look back to the stats of the goal-scoring records of the players who they've just replaced. And, you know, in that sense, it's not 
on paper too much to uh, to live up to, is it? So we'll see. We'll see what uh, what happens. And you know, obviously, we'd like some clarity on whether Andrews is actually fit enough to be involved on Saturday or not. We don't seem to know. And obviously, with Clements' press conference being before he was announced, even though I'm sure he would have known that Andrews was about to sign, he couldn't give it away in a press conference. Thus, wouldn't be able to ask any. Uh, wouldn't be able to confirm uh, the availability of him. So maybe we'll. Maybe we'll find it out tomorrow. Who knows? As we look ahead to the Warsaw game, uh, just afterwards. And yeah, before we get on that, we're going to leave the transfer talk in just a second to look ahead to that game because, as I say, we have an hour to go. Looks as though it is going to be uh, as it is from four hours ago to now. Um, still hope they still haven't um, given the the red light of saying, "Yep, that's it. We're done." Even though people have asked, so. Who knows? Maybe, maybe, but at this moment in time, I wouldn't have thought so. Um, if big boss man Brad is still in the building, you never know. But um, yeah, if something happens, obviously we'll let you know in the space this week uh, now and then. Can I just say that there is actually one good sign. Uh, Brad hasn't joined uh, joined in to listen to the podcast yet, so he's clearly still working. Drop Matt, and I mean this is the most respectful manner. That is. The smartest thing you've said on this podcast. I never thought of that. Well, look, I'm just, I've, I've been keeping an eye on it, expecting like maybe somebody to pop on, and I've not seen any of them because they normally do, and I've not seen any of them pop on to have a listen. So yeah, I'm, I'm used know, to. Him. I'm, know, I'm not used to seeing him on here. I don't you really look for it anymore. So I sort of just didn't even notice he wasn't there. But yeah, let's let's hope. The reason he's not listening in is well, he, he must have a very valid reason to not be listening to his. His favourite shot on a Thursday night. Um, let's hope it's one that's uh, beneficial for everyone. Or maybe he's just getting his stuff together to go home. Maybe he's driving home. There, there's got to be reasons, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, it looks as though it is going to stay as it is in terms of incomings and outgoings. Um, we'll go around the group again, uh, starting with uh, with you, Josh. And we'll go around just for your general thoughts. And if you can give us a rating on the window so far there, any things you think we potentially missed out on, any surprises at all. My, my one surprise, if I'm honest, with the window is that Sean Williams is still here. Other than that, in terms of ingoings and outgoings, I don't think there's anything that's that's massively shocked me. And just for my own, for my own purpose, or so are you all aware before I keep uh, before I go and hand it over to you. I think it's I won't go in depth. I can go to ask you too because I don't want to waste everyone's time. And I spoke about it before, but I think I'd probably uh, I'll probably give this January window at seven point five as it currently stands. I'm on quite. I'm quite happy with it. I don't think there's much to moan about. I know we didn't get the 20-goal season strike that everyone wants, but sometimes that's just football. It's not that easy to to uh, to get one of them. But I think in general, it's been it's been a good window. We've made upgrades in in certain areas, especially a fullback position with Hutton. And um, yeah, I think there's there's potential with the, with the group we have now between now and the end of the season. Where that's going to leave us, we're not sure. But yeah, I think it's for me. I'd give it a fair 7.5, and my only surprise would be that. Um, that Sean Williams is still here. I would have expected him to have to have made it either an exit, maybe even retired, given his age. But he does still remain a, a Gillingham player, and that's um, man, that's absolutely fine. But um, there you go. Uh, yep, Josh, what's your take on it overall? Yeah, I've been pretty happy with the window um, bringing in uh, Hutton. I think is is the real key piece of business. You can already see uh, it's going to have an impact going forward and revitalising the forward line in the way that we've done. It just needed to happen. Uh, it just wasn't clicking, it wasn't happening, and, and we needed a change of personnel. So we've done that, we've achieved that goal. Um, the one thing for me, obviously, we've we've 
switch to a three at the back system uh, and we're playing really all three senior centre backs. Now I know Hawkins can play in the back there and, and McKenzie can as well, but I, I just would have liked to have seen another centre back bought in, even if it was a long, a young ball playing centre back on loan from the championship or the Prem. That that would have round that would have been a perfect window for me. Um that would have been everything that we needed to do. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I'd say that a strong sort of seven point five seven, really really good window. Again, I think actually if you compare it to the to the summer, I don't feel like it was it, it was as panicky as the summer was. I feel like we made smart decisions in this window. Yeah, Harry. Uh, yeah, I'll say it's around a seven seven point five. So I think I'd have liked us to probably get one more energetic midfielder just for when Jeffries is injured we sort of seem to just lose that extra bit of energy in that midfield so I think apart from that but apart from that I think it's been quite a solid window from us Not, not, not going to give a number out of uh, out of ten, Harry, because you're not. Or I didn't hear you give one. <laughs> he said, he said seven, seven point five. Oh, all right, okay. Well, uh, I'll, I'll be honest. For me, it's it's, it's a six. Um, right now, it's a six. Uh, I'll give you my reasonings. That's because obviously I, I wanted this marquee signing. <laughs> you know, I I believe we we like the other guys have said we needed cover at centre back. Uh, if you know one of those three were to get injured, we don't have any cover. Uh, you know, Dom Jeffries is out for a few weeks. Again, we want need somebody with that bit of pace and energy in the middle. And I, I still think we're lacking a proven striker. Uh, and then obviously letting go of Bond, um, I think was a bit of a shock. But for whatever reason, it didn't work out here. But again, uh, for me, it, it's a six. Not a bad, you know, so that's not a terrible score by any, I'm just saying it's a mediocre score. I think at the moment it's that's what it is, it's it's a bit mediocre. Um, yeah, um, I'll go seven. Um, I think the fact we've gone a little bit more youthful, I think, is a positive. I think the fact we've got a player that is totally unknown is interesting and exciting. I think a lot more pace is definitely a massive positive for me. Um, bond going was a little bit of a negative and, um, you know, that the fact that, um, I think Harry got it. I think it's Harry that said, um, that energy in midfield, I'd like to have seen a box to box midfielder, um, similar to Jeffries with a bit more end product, maybe, uh, especially the fact that Jeffries is now injured. I think that is something that I was looking for in this window. Not necessarily too bothered about not getting a centre-back. Um, I feel like we've got um, oh, well, possibly Hawkins there as well and uh, McKenzie. But yeah, that centre midfielder would have made it an eight. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just uh, I think with that pace for me, it gives it a seven, uh, the fact that we've got a little bit more youth there as well. Yeah, I suppose uh, our block pitchers are in this space. It's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. Nick, go away. Get to work. Um, 
Yeah, let's have a quick discussion then about some of the players who potentially we expected to move on and what, what this means for them for the remainder of the campaign. Um, first, this is just a rumour, maybe sure, may not, but there was talk earlier on that I, I was told about that we were potentially looking to potentially move on Ashley Nadison on a loan deal to the National League. Whether that's true or not, we, we don't know. He looks like he's going to remain here. And the other one, of course, being Sean Williams is probably the one everyone expected to be moved on. Um, hasn't happened. He remains a Gillingham player. Uh, as I said just a minute ago, we, he could have moved on to maybe a National League side or we could have even, at his age, retired, having looked back at his career, having won promotions, having played a big part in survival last year, represented his country, of course, in Republic of Ireland. So, you know, I think if he retired at that point, he would have been doing it off the back of a really good career. But of course, at the same time, if he still wants to keep playing, that's all credit to him. But I can't imagine he's going to be getting many minutes in a Gillingham shirt for the remainder of the season. And I thought he may well have uh, may well have gone in this window, or it may be a case similar to Shea, where he, you know, his contract gets mutually terminated, and then he has however long he wants to find himself a new club. But um, yeah, Josh, I think it's it's key we talk about those two players in terms of what next, because I think Madison and Williams are probably the two that we thought would be moving on, besides the players that have. Uh, probably more so Williams, but what do you make of what what can be expected for them for the rest of the season? For Nadison, maybe he's going to be amongst the squad still, um, as he has been. But for Williams, I think it's probably going to be more a case of, as you were, with you know maybe appearances in the matchday squad sporadically, but never really going to be back in the fold of being in the start of eleven anytime soon, as he wouldn't have thought. No, I think both players it will leave, you know, unless there's injuries. Um, I can't see either of them starting for us anytime soon. Although Nadison has been, you know, quite miraculously starting for us recently, uh, in my opinion, uh, due to his form. Uh, yeah, I think Ashley, you'll still see in and around the matchday squad. Sean, unless there's, there's serious injuries, I can't see coming back into the matchday squad at his age. Uh, I think he'll just see out his contract and retire, personally. That, that was always my, my thoughts on the matter. Yeah, Harry, same for you. Uh, yeah, I think I'm shocked that Williams is still here, to be honest. I thought he would be among the first out the door as soon as January hits. But I still think National League have still got a few more months in their window. So I, I do think eventually he might go off to maybe a South End or another local National League side. But I think I think Madison will be off in the summer as well. Do you know what? Um, yeah, Nadison. I was. I, I. I do like Nadison. I think he did really well at the start of the season. I think we came in strong. Obviously, he picked up the injury, and he hasn't really sort of been the same since. But I. I, I you know, if, if he's going to be around and be a squad player, then I'm. You know, I'm more than happy for that to to be part of the case. Um, I'm actually. I'm not surprised Sean Williams hasn't gone. I'm. I'm quite surprised. I, I'm. I'm kind of glad he's staying because I think there's a future manager coach in there and I reckon he's part of the reason why he's probably wanting to stay around is because he's probably seen what Clements is, is about and he's probably thinking, you know what, I want to learn off this guy. 
Um, if he wants to carry on playing, then yeah, you know, they might release him from his contract. But I actually think, think part of the reason why, yeah, he's, he wants to stay around at the moment is he's, maybe he wants to get into the coaching game and he's, he's learning his career, sort of, you know, starting to learn his career off of uh, a young tenant there. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same with Matt, actually. I think um, with Sean Williams, I don't really blame him for sticking around personally because he's had a great career, hasn't he? And um, good luck to him. He, yeah, isn't, he's not really going to get another League Two club, I'd have thought. So <sighs> good luck to him. Just see it as out and, and maybe use it as experience because um, I think he has mentioned before that he'd, he'd be interested in going into coaching. Nadison, um, to be honest, I was I was underwhelmed with the signing of Nadison, but he he did have the the so called pace that we keep talking about, so I was excited to see that, and he did start really well, but um, he's just since that injury he's been really lacking in confidence, and uh, to be honest, I thought he had a very very poor game against Milton Keynes, um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not too sure about Nadison being around, but. I guess uh, if we're stuck with him, obviously we'll we'll support him. Yeah, absolutely. If it is for me, Nadison uh, staying this, uh, this this window, which looks like it will be, then obviously we can just hope that it's going to be uh, an improved second half of the season from him. And uh, yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully we'll see that in the coming months to uh, round the season off. But um, as many people are quite surprised, uh, given what we've spoken about. There is actually a game on a Saturday and uh, we've been on for quite a while already. So we're just going to sort of talk about this very quickly, go over it and then we'll uh, head off for the evening. Uh, hopefully we won't be called back. Well, I wouldn't say hopefully we wouldn't be called back onto another space. We won't do anyway, even if something happens. But um, yeah, we do host uh, Walsall this coming Saturday, a team we have quite a bad record against away. Home games tend to be either draws or defeats. Not the best team for us to be playing against, but it's a... Uh, opportunity to see what could be a, a new look dual side certainly in some areas of the pitch it'll be a home debut for, for Josh Walker potentially debuts for for Josh and for Andrews if he is available we don't know yet as I said earlier could be a possibility that he's fit and uh, able to play but it could also be an opportunity uh, a possibility that he isn't yet available and um, yeah in that case we won't see him yet but um, also a chance to see Jorge Hurtado potentially make his Gillingham debut um I was going to get a quick word from all of you on the game, and then we're going to finish it off because, you know, um, <laughs> give us a quick overview of what you think of the game, what you think um, we'll go with, and then give us a score prediction and we'll round off today, just because I'm bearing in mind we have been uh, live for quite a long time now. I believe it is just um, Josh and Matt left with us tonight. Um, so, yeah, Josh, we'll go with you. And then um, to Matt, let us know your thoughts on the game, what you'd like to see in a score prediction. So I was one of the unfortunate souls that went away to to Warsaw earlier in the season and watched us put in, I think, probably our worst performance of the season. We lost 4-1. Uh, Sean Williams came on and gave, I think, probably the worst individual performance I've seen from a Gillingham player uh, since Hajmanoga. So for me, there's some penance there. And I feel that we need to to get at these guys uh, on Saturday because they are there for the taking. They're a lower mid table team. Let let's get at them. Let's you know let's win the game. I'd like to see us win and score a couple of goals. So I'll be bold and say three uh, one.
Yeah, Matt. Do you know what? I've um, been. I've, I've watched a few Walsall games. Matt Sadler's got a lot of problems within that Walsall team, and Willie's taken advantage of it. Um, they're they're really disjointed at the back. We need to hit them hard. We need to use that pace, use that ball quickly, um, pressurise them like we did MK Dons last week as well. And I and I think we can cause them trouble. And look, if you know, if we can get a good couple of goals and and win the game and put in a decent performance, and these signings that Clements and and the the boys have made today are going to look. They're going to look genius, but obviously if we don't and, you know, things go wrong, let's not get on to the boys. Let's get still get behind them and back and right through to the final whistle because that's what they're going to need. And look, Walsall, Matt Sadler's under a lot of pressure. Um, so I think we can keep that pressure on against pretty much a, yeah, a very poor Walsall team uh, this year. I know we played poor against them in the first game, but... We can make up for that with a really good, solid home performance this weekend. Yeah, just to round us off um, tonight, obviously we're not expecting there to be any more movement between now and uh, the next uh, 45 minutes or so. So with that being said, it looks like it will be a deadline day of two in, two out for Jills. Um, the departures of Tom Nichols and Macaulay Bond to Mansfield and um, Cambridge, respectfully for both of them. And the arrivals of Josh Andrews for an undisclosed free and a permanent deal from Birmingham City and the signing of Colombian forwards Jorge Hurtado from uh, Watford on loan. Becomes the first Colombian to ever represent Jules when he makes his debut, that is. Um, but yeah, the transfer window is essentially over for Jules. Um, none of those, uh, obviously months where everyone's checking their phones every two seconds we won't ever be doing that anymore until the summer but um yeah all eyes now turn to uh turn to saturday as we take on Walsall at priestfield and look we're going to see if these new jules players will make their debuts and what we will see from them but it's very exciting to uh go ahead to priestfield this weekend and see a few new players few new faces and um yeah, just before we head off, we do have uh, the announcement of the giveaway tickets for that said game. So, in partnership with Balville, we are giving away two tickets to um, the game uh, this Saturday at home to Warsaw. And I can now confirm uh, those win- that winner has been selected as Jamie Willis. JP Willis93 uh, on Twitter will be in contact with you to let you know how you can uh, access those tickets. I'm not sure if you're listening tonight, but if not, we'll give you a message uh, in just a few minutes anyway. Um, not that you'd notice if you're not listening, but still, we will uh, be in your messages very soon just to um, just to let you know how to get your hands on uh, them. Uh, just a few uh, comments to go for uh, go through before we finish off uh, tonight. Um, as per usual, uh, Luke Draper says, no, there were rumours, so I thought I'd let you know George Kelly has gone to Carlisle. Yeah, we saw that earlier on. Justin Foote says 500k agreed with Charlton for Johnson Clark Harris. That was before that fell apart due to wages. So you know another indicator that we were never going to be able to uh, never going to be able to pay that. Obviously, uh, DT says where do people think this leaves Nadison? Not exactly in great form, and now surely three players in front of him. He had pace, but if Walker has pace, I think he leaves looking at an exit in the summer. Uh, I think we were pretty agreed on that. Uh, for Pro says in general an imp- an unproven forward line. I'm not sure they are equipped to put us in the playoffs. This club said quality over quantity. 
we have to wait and see whether they've delivered. And indeed, we will. Uh, obviously, will be questions asked about that. I'm sure at the fans forum next weekend, uh, well, next week rather. Uh, everyone, guys, that will be there to uh, speak with uh, everyone and see what um, what is there to be said. But um, yeah, until then, we'll be updating you um, with uh, another podcast is coming Saturday to review the game uh, against Warsaw and also next weekend. What? Next weekend, next week, we'll see the uh, release of the Shadowgi interview. One that would um, be very, very well worth your time watching. Um, not sure what day it's going to be or what time, but it will be next week. So look forward to that. And uh, yeah, thank you all for listening and joining tonight. Until next time, up the jewels. Good night. <laughs>